the IBM Cloud Podcast, coming to you every show with information about new capabilities and releases. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the IBM Cloud Podcast. We are host from the offerings team here at IBM Cloud. My name is Ian Lynch. And I'm Steve Choquette. And in today's episode, guys, which is the fourth episode in our part series around VMware, we have Matt Johnson. Matt, welcome to the show, buddy. Thanks, Ian. So Matt, let's start off firstly, actually, by talking a little bit about Matt. So what exactly do you do for IBM, sir? Sure. I am an offering manager for the IBM Cloud for VMware Solutions uh, platform. And I, have a, I, I work on a team of uh, 10 other uh, product managers as well, offering managers. We actually use them interchangeably. And my focus has been on the use case of transforming and modernizing VMware-based applications. So you have a busy job. You and 10 others, Matt. Keep, yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a big portfolio. There's a lot of ground to cover, and uh, it keeps us all busy, especially these days with uh, the way that the market is moving and the way that customers are, uh, especially enterprise customers, are, are taking advantage of the cloud uh, for their more heritage applications. Yeah, absolutely. And we talked earlier on in previous episodes, Matt, about like basically having the value of virtualizing everything from storage and network security and compute. Um, and then we start discussing a little bit about the partnership actually with VMware, leaders in the market. And we've then moved on to talk about some, some of the specifics around, I guess, the offerings. And then in the last episode, we talked with um, Jordan around disaster recovery and backup. But in this episode, we're actually going to talk to you about the role that Red Hat plays around the, um, have really a bit discussion around software-defined data centers. So Matt, l- let me just start off and ask him first about your thoughts on it. Yeah. So, you know, in, in, in your discussion with Jordan, that, that was what, what uh, Jordan does and what his uh, use case that he focuses on is all about that initial value of the cloud and, and, uh, you know, of, of using the cloud as a, as a destination for backing up data, backing up applications, and or having the, the cloud act as like a target site for disaster recovery strategies. And that is something that is that's an immediate use case for our customers, something that they can find immediate value out of uh, for, for their virtualized data center that they are currently managing on premise. And uh, where Red Hat comes into the picture here is, all right, once you've adopted the cloud for disaster recovery, for backup, or for, you know, re- actually just rehosting your whole operation onto the cloud, whether it's just, you know, just doing the lift and shift of your VMware application uh, into the cloud without changing, changing anything about it. Uh, after that, after you've kind of progressed past that phase, what do, you, what, what do you do next in the cloud? How do you further take advantage of the cloud to not only just get the economic benefit of being in the cloud, but also the the strategic benefit, like the cloud-based services that uh, that can enhance the the end user experience uh, or enhance the the performance of your your application. And you know, our recent purchase of Red Hat brings a suite of of tools and, and platforms to uh, to our cloud portfolio now that we can leverage to to enhance that story. So, namely, uh, what the platform that I've been working with is Red Hat OpenShift. And uh, taking advantage of Red Hat OpenShift running on top of the VMware virtualized stack to uh, to bring the power of containers and Kubernetes to those heritage VMware applications that the customers have been, our customers have been uh, uh, moving over into our cloud. Matt, it's okay to say, and you shouldn't have asked that question, but like, if we have 
Red Hat OpenShift already on IBM Cloud, why would a customer want to run it on on top of VMware for an application? That's a great, great question. So uh, believe it or not, the deployment model for OpenShift is the most common model out there is OpenShift running on VMware, whether it's on-premise or, or, uh, or anywhere, but it's our customers, especially in the enterprise space, will generally run OpenShift when they're kicking the tires on it on uh, VMware. And that is because when we think of DevOps and, and you know what it takes to uh, adopt Kubernetes, we, we, we tend to forget about the, the operations at the infrastructure level and the virtualization level, level that a lot of our, our enterprises are skilled and tooled around. And VMware having 80% market share of the virtualization market, it's likely that our a customer that, uh, that is in the enterprise space uh, is going to be tooled and uh, and skilled on VMware for infrastructure management and and uh, and software management as well and uh, and so it, it makes the most sense when they're making that first step forward to adopting containerization and, and Kubernetes uh, and in the form of OpenShift uh, that they would run OpenShift on VMware and so aside from the tooling and the in the skills that they've already invested in uh, there are, it, VMware as a virtualization platform is very reliable too compared to some other other uh, virtualization solutions out there that are open source and and uh, perhaps hard to maintain the vmware you know, vsphere platform vmware's flagship virtualization uh, platform is just uh, it, it it makes it easy for uh, customers to stand up a highly available uh, solution that that is 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 uh, that also can enforce their security policies and and makes it easy to, you know, once you deploy OpenShift on VMware, move that OpenShift cluster around different uh, servers, different pods, different clusters. Uh, it just makes it more portable, more available, more secure. And uh, and so from a technical standpoint, you're, you're checking a lot of boxes there in terms of uh, uh, the, the availability of the OpenShift cluster. Rather than running OpenShift on a KVM hypervisor or uh, another hypervisor, which is you know open source, and and you're not paying a, a licensing fee, so it's, it might be more cost effective. But uh, you're 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 there's a lot of maintenance and a lot of uh, a lot of onus on the customer to make sure that that uh, that that open source technology is up to date, that it that uh, that it's going to uh, perform the way that you anticipate you, you you designed it to to perform. Uh, and that's the uh, the the value that VMware brings is that there's you know there's uh, enterprise agreements wrapped around the technology and there's a a phone number you can call if something goes wrong. It's just more reliable and it doesn't put the onus so much on a on a vSphere ad, or a, an IT admin if something uh, goes goes haywire. So you have a combination of reasons there. You have you know the the investment already made in in skills and tooling in VMware. Uh, so you're taking advantage of that, and then there's all those the technical reasons with uh, you know, the availability of of the OpenShift cluster by running it on VMware, and, and uh, the security posture that you can bring into the uh, to the OpenShift cluster and enforce from the uh, the VMware layer. You know what's interesting that you said, uh, Matt. It made me think uh, as you were kind of hitting the end of it, and all those extra costs that someone has to. Uh, pay if they're sitting there running on open source is that, you know, free isn't always free, is it? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, open source is a great, uh, the, the, you know, the democratization of, of uh, these platforms is is uh, definitely the way that 
the, the industry is heading. And a lot of our, even enterprise customers are looking to adopt open source tech. And I think it's, uh, it's models like Red Hat, that the, the, the technology that Red Hat produces, like OpenShift, which is basically Kubernetes, but the best bits of Kubernetes and wrapped around with, uh, with a, a robust and, and reliable support apparatus. Uh, I think you know what, what Red Hat has done with these open source technologies has is 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 the model that a lot of enterprise customers are going to start looking to, uh, because like you're you're right, it's a lot a lot of customers have have tried it out before, building their own Kubernetes clusters or adopting their own or, or, or deploying KVM their, themselves and or these other open source technologies. But there's a lot of that day three ops that comes with that day three being all the the maintenance and the updating of those platforms. And that is a whole nother job. It requires, um, it requires more headcount, uh, requires some expertise as well too, some skilling. So it, in the end, it can, it, can, it, can, uh, it can torpedo a digital transformation initiative when you're trying to uh, you know, uh, scale out the, the adoption of these open source technologies in an enterprise organization because of all that that skilling and and uh, and and labor required to maintain those uh, those open source uh, platforms at scale. So you know, Ian's going to laugh at me because I always like to do a little bit of of Google searches here before I start doing something. So I saw that you know um, Red Hat and VMware put together a reference architecture, and that kind of made me think back to something that you said, Matt, earlier, which was that you know you can move things around. And I know you were talking about moving things around in Kubernetes clusters, but how how does this combination of Red Hat and VMware um, enable something that you know IBM has been talking about for a while now, which is you know the whole hybrid cloud environment? You know what is it that we add to it? Uh, so in the in the cloud, you mean like by uh, by our uh, how our cloud offering adds value to uh, to this OpenShift on VMware storage? Yeah, I mean, what difference does it make in a hybrid cloud environment? Because uh, I think that was one of the statements that was tied to the acquisition. So somewhere down the road, it must mean something to somebody, right? Why does it help with hybrid cloud? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, the the what we've built. So you know, our IBM Cloud for VMware Solutions platform has been in market for four years now and it's it has you know the our main our core business our core use case has been extending the customers VMware state that they've had on premise into the cloud and ensuring that whatever they were whatever tools whatever skills and whatever the application looked like on premise can exist in this cloud platform and and you know that that is the the foundation of a hybrid cloud solution too right it is a multi and uh, uh, multi-platform uh, environment where you have uh, a common set of tools and operations and management stretched across your on-premise instance and your your cloud instance. So that that's uh, that's that w- by by deploying OpenShift on our cloud platform on the uh, Ivan Cloud for VMware Solutions platform, you know we're bringing that OpenShift story to our hybrid cloud foundation that we've built with the, the IBM Cloud for VMware Solutions platform. And if the customer is running OpenShift on-premise as well, they, they can the, the same story applies. They can extend that OpenShift deployment from on-premise into the cloud. And because it's all running on VMware, moving it around, you know, the, the concept of vMotion, which is one of vSphere's key uh, or, or you know uh, core functionalities, which is the ability to 
move workloads from one instance to another. Uh, that that is something that that applies here and and makes the uh, the the mobility of a of an OpenShift cluster much much easier than you you would on another type of uh, cloud platform. So you know the the uh, the our Ivy Cloud for VMware Solutions is is that hybrid cloud foundation that customers are looking for, and then running OpenShift on top of that is is just an extension of that story into the into the Kubernetes layer. Is it just IBM that's providing this, or is it something where Red Hat and VMware have paired across all cloud providers? So uh, OpenShift and Red Hat in, uh, has a program for OpenShift called Cloud Access, and it is basically this this uh, service that allows you to, if you have Red Hat subscription tied to your account, you can deploy OpenShift on any cloud uh, that that has a partnership with Red Hat, which are the the major cloud providers. And you can log in with into with your Red Hat account into those different cloud providers, and it will stand up OpenShift for you, and and it'll bring your subscription as well. So uh, you can deploy OpenShift on uh, all the major cloud providers. So Azure has a OpenShift solution, uh, AWS has an OpenShift solution, uh, Google as well, um, and of course we do, and we have a, we offer it in a in a managed flavor as well, where it's a, a managed service uh, this particular deployment of openshift it's the same concept as well where you can uh, it's part of the cloud access program for openshift uh, but it is the only cloud solution out there that runs on vmware and is uh, myopically focused on this uh, this this vmware workload use case of using openshift to modernize vmware workloads all other openshift services in the market today are based on different hypervisors and and, and more focused on uh, uh, making it easy to spin up an OpenShift cluster and then build on that OpenShift cluster. This is more geared towards lift and shift your, your VMware workload into the IBM cloud and then use OpenShift to, while you're in the cloud and uh, to, to modernize and, and containerize that application. So it's uh, what we call lift, shift and transform is, is the, uh, the methodology that we use. Uh, and, and we are the only cloud provider out there today to offer a solution like this. Uh, that is that is focused on these these very specific use cases. So, will it only work on these specific use cases, Matt, or can you adapt it to work on anything? Uh, you could, yeah, the, uh, you, you could, you could also use this this solution set, OpenShift on VMware on on the cloud, uh, as a way to start adopting OpenShift from an operational perspective. So, operational transformation and. Uh, uh, and, and and skills transformation is another use case. Um, but you know, if if there's a customer out there that is looking to uh, you know spin up an OpenShift cluster really quick and not have to worry about any of the infrastructure, anything underneath that OpenShift cluster, because they're not concerned about the uh, the hypervisor that it's running on, they just want to start building today. Uh, this is not the solution for them. There, we have a another solution on IBM Cloud called our uh, uh, Red Hat OpenShift as a Service solution, and and that is actually a managed OpenShift offering that uh, all your your day two, day three operations are all taken care of by IBM. All you have to do is click to deploy an OpenShift cluster, and and all the licensing and costs is, is baked into the uh, into the price. And that is a great solution for customers that just want to build and they want to skip. The whole uh, move and, and uh, refactoring of, of existing applications—they want to start from scratch. 
And so, so that that's a, uh, for those kinds of uh, use cases, the the managed OpenShift services is more ideal for that. Uh, and I would say, you know, this is more focused on those customers that have such critical applications running on VMware, which there's a lot, uh, that they they stand to benefit from the investment needed to uh, to modernize the actual application itself and the uh, IT operations that that sustain that application. So Matt, we know this will work right in the public cloud in a hybrid environment, but how does this work on premise? And is it also is it linked to the IBM Cloud Packs? Yeah, so uh, IBM Cloud Packs run on OpenShift. So uh, you you have when you're when you deploy a Cloud Pack, you get that familiar OpenShift platform that that you would just deploying regular OpenShift, but you get all the the, the containerized middleware that uh, that comes with the, the specific Cloud Pack that you chose. So if it's Cloud Pack for data, you get a, a, a content pack of all containerized middleware in that for that specific data cloud pack. And, uh, you know, same thing for security and multi-cloud manager. I think there's five now, right? Uh, so with OpenShift, the beauty of it is that it is agnostic to the environment, to the cloud, to on-premise, to the hypervisor. Uh, you can deploy it anywhere. So what, you, what you're able to do on-premise, you're, you're, you're able to do on this IBM Cloud for VMware Solutions platform with OpenShift and Cloud Packs. Uh, so, it, and, and that goes back to the hybrid cloud comment that we made earlier. Uh, if, if, if you were looking, if you're a customer that has deployed OpenShift on-premise today, but you're hit by a CapEx constrained budget because your finance organization has mandated that there's no more capital left to, to, uh, to to buy new servers or, or expand the current any any new data or any existing data centers, everything has to be done in the cloud going forward. That kind of uh, that that can really slow down the momentum if uh, for a customer that's that's ado- adopting OpenShift at scale. So uh, extend in extending that OpenShift cluster into the cloud and and likely they're using VMware underneath the covers. Uh, this is a a great way to extend that OpenShift cluster running on VMware into the cloud. Uh, and, and that's how the two would play together nicely, uh, because they're running on a you know common hypervisor using common operations from an IT perspective, uh, and and can and uh, makes uh, makes it easy for the customer to manage across the on-premise instance and the uh, the cloud instance. Yeah, Matt, I'm going to sneak in a real simple yes/no question here. Did I hear you use the word vMotion? Okay. I thought yes. I might have, and it made me think on how, for the longest time, everything that Apple put out started with the I. And so, you know, everything that v, uh, VMware starts with the V. Okay, not a problem with that. Uh, all about the- I was, I just, yeah. Yeah, that, I was just curious if I heard it. So, uh, last question here Where can I find out more about the IBM Cloud for VMware solution and you know how it works with Red Hat OpenShift. I mean, is there a single site I could go to without sixty-five URL, you know, sixty-five character URL? Uh, yes, you can go to the uh, IBM.com/slash/VMware site, and because this is such a, a critical use case for us, because you know, like I mentioned, we're we're four years into the solution, we've had a lot of great traction with it. Uh, the, the solution is matured enough that customers are starting to ask us, what strategic value can I get out of lifting and shifting my applications to your cloud as outside of disaster recovery, backup, uh, hybrid cloud uh, extension and modernization? Uh, you know, what, what can I do at the application layer? 
So now app modernization with OpenShift is, is a key use case. So we have that front and center on our ibm.com slash VMware uh, homepage, and you'll be able to find some interesting white papers on it, and it'll point you to our documentation where we have runbooks on how you can deploy OpenShift on VMware on our cloud uh, and, and how it's done with our, our automation. And uh, also just information on how you can get started if you're interested in uh, kicking the tires. We actually also have a single node trial that uh, deploys the VMware stack and OpenShift on one single bare metal server. And uh, uh, so that's ideal for customers that just wanna try it out in a low cost environment that, um, that is, that, that can, they can, they can migrate a workload to containerize parts of it uh, and, then, and then blow it away later on just so they can see what the whole experience is like. So that's all available on, on ibm.com. I appreciate VM. that. And a lot of great information here. So, so um, Matt, on behalf of Ian and I, I want to thank you for being on our show today. And, oh, no, we're definitely yeah, glad to guys. have you. And I want to thank everybody else for listening to us and being so faithful, listening to Ian and I for, gosh, I think we're working our way through our third year here, Ian. And on behalf of both of us, I want to thank you for listening to the IBM Cloud Podcast. See you next time.